Hello guys, welcome back to Shots Fire Pod. This is Jack. Um, thank you for being here. I've got a few really sweet emails over the past um, week or so about people listening to the podcast, new people finding it. And that just makes me so, so happy. Um, it takes a lot of my time. It takes a lot of my mental capacity opening up and being quite vulnerable in these um, at times, which surprises another one today. Um, but I just really, really appreciate everyone who comes to listen and takes the time to reach out to share their, their thoughts. And yeah, I'm just, I'm super, super happy that people enjoy it. Um, today I'm talking I'm going to give a few like life updates at the end but um, the main thing I'm I'm going into is I'm I'm just really struggling lately Um, there's been so many changes in my life over the past few months and um, I feel like it's all kind of hit a breaking point in the last couple of weeks Um, I'm having a break on Instagram which felt like the biggest hurdle in the world to me at first. Um, I reached out to my siblings and I was explained that I was kind of not doing so well and um, my brother recommended I take a step back off my socials and um, when he said that, my first instinct was I I can't do that. I can't do that. It's my business. Like I I cannot. I just (laughs) – it was immediately no – and it only took me about two minutes to be convinced. So um, that night I deleted the app. I, you know, posted the story. If anyone saw that, just saying I'm, I'm taking a break on socials. If you need to contact me for booking stuff, you can email me. If it's personal, you can text me. Um, but it's been, it's only been two days and it has helped me so much. So, so much. I just think... It was really getting quite toxic for me. It was really getting to my mental health and it was just, I felt like I was living in this world that wasn't real. Um, The first day that I got off it, my thumb would just like immediately go to the app and obviously it won't open because I've deleted it. Um, But just the amount of times I did that in a day was shocking. So um, I really think it's going to do me good. I'm going to do at least a week and then see... From there, if I either get my VA to just schedule things out on it and be on it so that at least inquiries and things that may not have, you know, if people don't know, then at least someone can track that and that some content is going out. Um, But at the moment, I just, I'm really enjoying um, taking a step back on it. I think it's going to be really good for me. Um, My... Another VA team in the States is managing my, my wedding account. So things are still going out on there, but I'm, I honestly don't even know what it is. I'm not even looking at it. Don't see it. Um, which has been, it's been so freeing. It's been so freeing. I feel like my days are so much more productive. Um, my mind is a lot calmer and um, yeah, just taking a lot of pressure off. So 
Within within that same um, theme, I'm kind of just taking a a life break on a lot of things. Um, I've felt very isolated and alone lately, and um, like I I know I have I have friends and people around who who care about me and who are here for me, but it's so easy when you're struggling to just still feel alone, even amongst that. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to being around people who may not really care about how you're doing. Um, for me, I've always had a really hard time creating strong female friendships. Um, and I put a lot of pressure on myself with that because it's, you know, I've never had the the best friend or the close friend group. I've always kind of been the person who like, yeah, gets along with everyone, but doesn't necessarily feel super um, welcome and accepted in any greater way. Um, so I've, I've always struggled with that. And um, I think, yeah, it's just, it's just really hard for me. So um, I don't know if that's just my personality or if I just haven't found my people um, I mean, obviously again, I know I have, I know I have people who are here for me. Um, but it's, it's tough when they're like, you know, a lot of them are in Brisbane or overseas or, um, yeah, it's, it's tricky when they're not, um, with you, with you where you're living. Um, so yeah, I'm just doing a lot of things to try and prioritize my mental health at the moment. Um, really focus on me and um like I've I've always kind of focused on me in a way but I'm really I want to develop who I am um I want to improve myself in ways that I had been kind of ignoring in the past um so this is a few ways that I'm currently doing that um I'm first of all trying not to read into the actions and words of others too much because I put a lot, a lot of my self-worth on how accepted I am Um, and if someone says or does something to me that shows that I'm not accepted, even when they may not mean it, I will read way too much into that (laughs) and I feel like I've been doing that lately so um, I'm trying to like actively catch myself when I'm in a negative thought spiral like that and just take a step back and and understand that it's probably not even about me Um, so that's one of them Um, and I just way too hard on myself as a a result like I a lot of the time feel like I'm just not good enough um, in a lot of senses and that's my perfectionism talking um so yeah (laughs) trying to work on that (laughs) trying to work on that because I expect myself to be perfect and therefore I believe that other people think I should be perfect too and when I'm not um it becomes really hard for me to deal with really hard um So I've been, I mean, everyone knows here, I think, that I would go to the gym every morning. Um, I haven't been doing that this week. I've been going for walks alone every morning, just with a coffee, still waking up early. Um, And then I've been going to the gym alone, 
just in other times of the day, um, just to spend some time alone, like with my thoughts and um, not, not have that pressure on myself um, socially. So I've still been getting that social um, aspect in my life, but instead of like group things where you don't necessarily connect so well, um, I've just been like trying to do one-on-one things, a walk with a friend here and there or, you know, catch up, do something else, coffee, play tennis. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's helped me a lot more because you can have these kinds of conversations and let people know that you might not be doing too well. Um, it's kind of hard to like address a group and be like, hey, I'm not doing too well. Um, so I found that's really helped as well. Um, listening to music more and creating like playlists and stuff that when I know I'm in a low mood, I can put this on and it will lift me a little. It will um, make me feel a bit better. Um, I've been going for drives. <laughs> I love a drive, just a mindless drive. Um, windows down, music on, just like enjoying the feeling of like zoning out. And, um, I mean, obviously not zoning out when I'm driving, but like mentally having a break from the repetitive thoughts that kind of get me caught up. Um, Talking to people is is something that really helps me when I'm in these like negative thought spirals. Um, I probably talk to people too much and open up too much, but you know the people who really care won't think it's too much. They'll just be there to help you. Um, and it's funny, like the people I've opened up to have been like, you know what, I feel exactly the same, and then I can help them. Um, so it's been a really a really nice feeling to like have to know that people are there for me and to be there for them in return. It's been, it's been really good. Um, work wise, what's really been helping me is Sheridan. (laughs) First of all, Um, my, my VA, she's taken on a lot more work in the last week because I just could not deal with it. Um, so she's really stepped up to help me and I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, I've also just been really strategic with how I've prioritize my task breakdowns and like my to-dos um so like I would always have them quite organized on Trello like I've like I've said before um but I was I saw a video that I shared on my story last week um of Grace Beverly and she's um sharing how she breaks down her list so I thought I would give that a try and um so I've literally wrote out everything that I need to do um but broken it down into tasks, which are 10 to 30 minutes, quick, quick ticks, which are under 10 minutes and projects, which is anything, sorry, anything over 30 minutes. And once you have those listed out, you can start to approximate how long these things are actually going to take instead of just having this list and just going through it aimlessly. Um, So I can sit down and be like, okay, I have three hours before this consult. I can do, um, you know, six of these tasks and really setting those goals and knowing what I can do within that time realistically and not being like, I'm going to edit an entire wedding, which is just never going to happen in those three hours. Um, So that's been really good as well. And like without Instagram, without, because usually if I was like exporting photos on Lightroom or something, 
and then I was about to move on to the next project. In those 10 to 15 minutes while those are exporting, um, I might just get Instagram up and scroll and, you know, waste a bit of time. Um, whereas now without that, I'm using that 10 to, fin- 10 to 15 minutes to look back at, okay, what of these quick tasks can I get done during this time? So um, while my mind has been all over the place and really busy, I've actually been quite productive with this structure. So that's really helped me. Um, I've also been reading, well, I listened to um, this audiobook called Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before by Julie Smith. And that's been really, really helpful as well. Um, I listened to the entire thing in, in a day, <laughs> which was great. Um, I feel like I will probably listen to it another couple times. Um, just cause I feel like with audiobooks, like, yeah, it's convenient to listen, but I feel like I zone out more. Like if, if I zone out when I'm reading, I'll be like, oh, crap, I just didn't absorb anything in that last paragraph and I'll go back and read it again. But with an audiobook, I feel like I just let it run. So there's definitely things that I've missed. Um, but I'm going to read a section that like hit me so hard. <laughs> it really, I really, really, um, you know, resonated with this part. It's quite long, so bear with me. Hopefully I can read okay. Um, here we go. How do you respond to your own failures? Do you deny them quickly and move on, forgetting it ever happened? Do you immediately start the self-attack, name-calling and blaming something in your character? Or do you look outward and start blaming the world for making life so hard for you? If there's something we do not get taught about enough, it is how to cope with failure. When we believe that mistakes and setbacks are linked to who we are as a person and our self-worth, then even the smallest of failures will trigger shame and the urge to give up, withdraw, hide away and block out the excruciating feelings. This happens a lot with perfectionists. There is a focus on being enough in the eyes of others and assuming that others are demanding nothing less than perfection of us. If I fail, then I'm a failure. If I lose, then I'm a loser. However small and temporary that setback may be. But when we respond to failure without these global attacks on our personality and instead focus on the specifics of the movement of the moment, holding our awareness that the imperfection is an intrinsic part of our common humanity, the emotional result is different. Feeling guilty about an error in judgment or a choice made allows us to be honest with ourselves about where we went wrong without feeling doomed to being a failure forever. It focuses on the specific behavior rather than attacking us as a person. Crucially, you still take accountability for your actions. Self-compassion is not letting yourself off the hook constantly. It is focusing on the specific mistake as an isolated event so that you are free to learn from it and shift direction back towards your values. This is the path to continuing to improve and moving on from mistakes. Shame, on the other hand, immobilizes and paralyzes us. Failure is always difficult and heightens our stress response. In times of stress, our negative core beliefs become activated. We start to entertain thoughts like, I'm a loser, I'm a complete failure, I'm worthless, I'm nothing. Those thoughts and the shame that come with them are very powerful at making us feel completely alone and isolated. We buy into those thoughts as facts. We think we are the only ones and so we hide how we feel. 
But as it turns out, among the 7 billion people on this earth, these sorts of core beliefs are part of a list of just 15 or 20 common negative core beliefs that are seen across the world. Essentially, this means we are the opposite of alone. As human beings, the need to feel worthy of love and to have a safe group in which to belong is in us all. When we feel shame around failure, we can feel as if our acceptance and therefore our survival is under threat. It is an all-consuming sensation that can stop us from even trying to fix things because we believe that the problem is us rather than a specific core behavior of rather than a specific behavior or choice. When we are going out into the world and taking risks, making yourself vulnerable to shame, we need skill, the skills to manage that shame and move through it. We all need a safe place to return to that allows us to learn from failure without our worthiness as a human being coming into question. That place has to be our own mind. When someone we love is suffering, we show them kindness because we know that is what they need. When we take a fall, it's time to do that to ourselves. It is the surest way of ensuring we get back up and move forward. But how do we become less hostile to ourselves and become instead the voice we need to hear? A note on shame resilience under stress. When we feel shame in response to failure, there is a huge bias that is involved. We take on one event, action, choice, or even a pattern of behavior, and we use it to make a global statement about who we are and our worth as a person. This makes a judgment on the whole person using only this specific information, neglecting every other layer of your strengths, weaknesses, and intentions. This is something we wouldn't do to someone we love. If someone you love unconditionally made a mistake, you wouldn't want them to write themselves off as a person. You would want them to learn from the experience and move forward with choices that are more in line with who they wanted to be. You would still want the best for them, and so you wouldn't subject them to barrage of verbal abuse. So this whole thing basically just summed up how I feel in life at the moment. Like, I put way too much pressure on myself. If I make a mistake, I overthink it. I think everyone hates me for it. (laughs) And I really struggle to accept that it was, you know, a mistake that wasn't in line with my values and I need to like move forward. Um, This is even in just the tiniest things. Like the pressure I put on myself is insane and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, So when I fail to connect or if I – if I make a tiny mistake, it just takes such a huge toll on me. Um, so I try, usually just try to get through it. I deny the feelings and I'm like, this is fine. I'm strong, whatever. And then it just hits a breaking point where I'm like, this is too much. And I had a breaking point last week and it made me really step back and make all of these changes that I've just said, like, you know, stepping back, taking my walks, more time for me. Um, really reflecting hard and honestly on um, who I am and my choices and my values and making sure that how I act is in line with that and um, accepting that I'm not perfect, which is hard for me to accept, but I know I'm not, no one is. Um, So yeah, I just want to say like I feel incredibly alone at the moment um if anyone else is feeling alone like you can't find your people like you put too much pressure on yourself to be perfect all the time 
I see you. I know it's hard, um, but you're not for everyone. So accepting that first is kind of the first step and, and knowing that you will find your people. You, I'm sure everyone does have at least one person here, like listening, that you can go to when times are tough. So focusing on those people that are really there for you and, and try not to get caught up in worrying about, you know, others that may not be. Um, I'm just going through so much change at the moment and I'm hurting a lot and even though I know I have great friends and family to support me, it's it's just so easy to feel alone and, and like you're not good enough. So um, I'm fine. I will be fine. I'm working through it. But I just wanted to share um, because, yeah, I know I wouldn't be the only one. So um, we're in this together, you know. Anyway, now I'm just going to do some like general um, catch up things. So it has been wedding season and um, it's been a lot. It's been really busy. I Anyone that does back to back weddings, some people do triples and like quadruples. I cannot fathom that. Um, but I've had two like back to back weddings in a row on two weekends. I think I've had six this month, which is a lot. Um, but they all went really well. Um, the ones this weekend that I did, one was in Kingscliff at Osteria Weddings, which was stunning. Um, the couple were amazing. They had a like a gelato cart after the ceremony and then they had a cannoli cart at the reception, um, which was like just super cute and fun. Um, I didn't get to have them because this was another update, but I'm going to skip it in here. I'm doing like Whole Foods for April, so... Um, just whole foods, no additives, no sugars, all of that, which is basically just fruit, veg, meats, grains, nuts. Um, still having like yogurt, dairy, um, but just nothing processed, nothing added that isn't a whole food. Anyway, so because of that, I couldn't have gelato or cannolis, which made me really sad. And even the sweet Italian man at the cart was like trying to sneak me one. And I was like, yeah, have a cannoli. And I was like, oh, I want to so bad, but I can't. And I felt like a dick, but yeah, sorry. Cute little Italian man. Um, yeah, so that wedding was amazing. We went to like the headland with the um, bridal party and then got portraits down there with them. That was stunning. Such a beautiful afternoon. Um, it's so nice to have weddings that like aren't rainy because last year they were just all rainy. 2022 was not a great year for wedding weather (laughs) but yeah it's really nice to have like some clear skies some actual sunsets um yeah so that one was really beautiful and then I stayed in the Gold Coast with my cousin that night and then the next day I had one in Surface Paradise which was also beautiful it was at the island um which is different. I rarely do indoor ceremonies, but it was like up on the roof in like a room that had kind of a big, huge view of the ocean. Um, and then they had like a bar at the back, like a rooftop bar. Um, and we went after the ceremony, we went downstairs. They had like a, a vintage car there. And then we got in a stretch Hummer and went to like a little bit further north. Um, just cause the beaches like around made beach, it was crazy. It was still school holidays. Um, so we tried to pinpoint a place that was like quieter. Oh, sorry. Which was really hard to do because again, surface paradise in holidays and like, you don't know, you don't know how busy an area is going to be. You just kind of have to 
hope for the best and you don't have time to like play around and go to somewhere else, especially when you have the whole bridal party with you. Um, so you've just got to try and make what, you know, do what you can with what you've got. So we only had like we were going down to the beach and then there were just people <laughs> everywhere. So we had this tiny little section of sand that was elevated up um, before the beach. So we had the bridal party stand there. So like behind them was just the ocean. So everyone below on the beach was like lower underneath and we couldn't see them. So we got a bunch of photos there, but the sun was like directly in their eyes. So it wasn't ideal. Like they were a little squinty, but again, we had to, you know, do what we could. Um, and then as it got a bit later, um, people started to leave. So we went down onto the beach and had like backlit through the trees, um, this really beautiful lighting. So we got a few more with the bridal party there and moved on to some portraits um, and then we went back to the island. Um, they have a bar called Duke's Parlor in there. So we had a few like more state, like a little more posed editorial style photos with the couple, um, with a couple of espresso martinis, just like in the cute little speakeasy vibe. Um, and then they had a beautiful reception at the same venue. Um, and like the bridal party was so fun. They all had these like choreographed dance entrances. Like, yeah, it was just, it was great. It was amazing. Um, so I came back on straight after that wedding. Actually, I drove all the way home. Sunday was the day I had my little breakdown, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but like it was just such a huge few days. I was exhausted. Um and then just with everything going on in my mind, I was just like, breaking point. Um, but then Monday, I was like, you know what? I have to get back to this. I have to get the sneak peeks out. So I, you know, did all of my structured list writing with the tasks and everything and got onto it. And um, I feel a lot better now. I feel a lot better and a lot more um, on track. So that was great. Um, what else happened? Oh, my flash screwed up again. Um, right before these weddings, my Godox flash, it was like I was in the middle of a shoot and it was like error five, like contact um, sales. And I was like, oh, lovely. Right before the weddings. And an on-camera flash is very essential for weddings. Um, luckily, I still had my old one. So I just had to use that. It's not as good. Um it's not as predictable and it's not as fast, which is annoying, but so good to always have backups of things, especially when you're traveling. Um, you never know if you like don't have a camera store around, if like it's an emergency and you need a flash, like you can't do a wedding without it. So um, glad I had all my backups set up. Um, what else? Europe is coming up really quickly. Um, so I've got two weddings in Europe. I did have a second shooter, but she can't come anymore. So anyone listening, if you're a wedding photographer and you want to second shoot with me in Greece and in Italy, please let me know because I really need someone. Um, it would be great for your portfolio if you want to book um, weddings in Europe in the future. The one in Greece is not paid. The one in Italy is paid. Um, reach out. Let me know. Um, before that, actually, though, I have the US trip at the end of May. That is going to be here that's going to come so quickly. We're just planning all of that. Um, it's going to be like a full content trip. Um, so lots and lots and lots of content, lots of shoots. 
um, and it's going to be planned really well. I'm so excited. We're going to be doing Dallas, Miami, LA, and Vegas, which will be awesome. And then I've tagged on another week, and I'll try and see some college friends or something as well, um, which will be really, really nice because I do not get to see them very often, um, but I miss them so much. Um, what else? I've With all of these weddings this season, like I've – as I've been editing, I've been kind of refining my look and my edit and I've gotten to a point that I'm so stoked with. Um, I think my weddings from now to where I started are just so much more elevated, so much so much better and I'm really happy because um, I struggled with that for a while. I just couldn't really find my groove and now I feel like I'm in it and I love that. So that is pretty much... All of my updates. Um, yeah, what else? I'm still boxing. I'm really enjoying it. I've had, I think, six six lessons now and it's really like it's a lot more than I anticipated. I thought it was going to be um, obviously exhausting but like we do pretty intense warm-ups and we do a lot of abs and like kind of accessory things to help with it. And it's just so much to think about, like the patterns and everything. And then as soon as you have the pattern, they switch it up because they don't want you to get too used to um, one set pattern. Anyway, it's really fun. I'm really enjoying it and I'm keen to see um, how how good I can get. I do like a little video each time so I can assess where I am. And like the last one I just did compared to where I started is like night and day. So that's really encouraging. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be it for today, for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if anyone else is struggling like me, please reach out. Um, I mean, I won't see it on Instagram, but <laughs> feel free to email me. Or if you have my number, you can text me. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful for everyone that I have in my corner. And um, I'd like to be that person for other people who are needing it. So... Thank you guys so much. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And we'll chat to you next time. Bye.